I'm so glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much for you, through you, and we want to hear about it. Please take a moment to send your prayer request and share your story with us at jcc.life forward slash prayer. If you would also like to contribute financially to this ministry, you can do so at jcc.life forward slash give. There you can simply select the giving option that works best for you. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. The law of mutual benefit, the law of mutual benefit. In 1992, so long ago, in 1992, there was a group of guys, they were called the Dream Team. The world recognized them as the Dream Team. This team was made up of Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, and Charles Barkley, to name a few. Somebody is happy about Magic Johnson. Uh, I, myself, I had a poster of, of Michael Jordan up on my wall growing up, which makes me feel old. But they were named the Dream Team. They represented the U.S. in the Olympics. Um, and these men were exceptionally skilled, exceptionally skilled as individuals. They all played on their own team. But for the Olympics, they came together and they made up this one team. Uh, what made them effective, although they were already exceptional in their own right, what made them effective was their willingness to play together with each other as a team. They put aside rivalries. Uh, they came together and they, as they came together, they brought out the best from each other. They brought out the best from each other for one common goal. And that common goal was to get gold. And they got gold. Anybody remember the dream team? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were on the cereal boxes. Remember Wheaties? Nobody really ate it. You just got the box because it, yeah, Wheaties. Uh, but they had this dream team that came together for one common goal. And if there's one thing I can get across to you this morning is that you cannot do it alone. You cannot do it alone. Now, I know, uh, I forget the songwriter that said, me, myself, and I is all I got in the end. That's what I found out. And there ain't no need to cry. Because I'm going to be my own best friend. Huh? It's a lie. I'm gonna be, now, who is that by? Beyonce. Beyonce. I didn't even know it. I grew up on gospel music. Praise God. I'm saved and sanctified. Uh, even though I knew the first part, right? Uh, all I got in the end... I'm going to be my own best friend. Uh, guess what? You can be your own best friend if you want to, but you need somebody. Can you do me a favor? Make sure your, your neighbor hasn't had a heat stroke from being in here today. Ask them, uh, do you need anyone? Yeah. You, you don't have to answer back. Just ask them, do you need anyone? If you want to, you can tell them, I need you. Yeah. I need you. I need you. Uh, when people come together, it's, it's, it's critical that both parties win, that both people in the relationship win. For various reasons, people find themselves in relationships that are more toxic than healthy. Uh, the, this happens when we find something in the other person that meets a specific need in our life and vice versa. There's something I found in you that meets a need in me. And vice versa, that person finds something in you that meets a need in them. And that uh, one or couple things that you connected over eventually causes you to become codependent in that relationship. 
You both uh, went to the same school. You both like the Vikings and you both love the same color blue. Uh, and so now you're soulmates, right? Uh, and, and, and maybe on a more serious note there, that person was there to comfort you during a great loss and you were there to encourage them to keep going when they felt like quitting. You look up three years later and you're telling yourself there has to be more than what's going on in this relationship. The association that, that once fulfilled and met your unfulfilled needs uh, has now become a chore. Once you enjoyed it, now you're over it. Uh, you, you, you felt satisfied, now it's just like, I, 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 can do, I can do bad all by myself, I think is what Tyler Perry called it. Uh, and, and this is where the breakdown begins, leaving people feeling broken because what they were codependent, what they needed, they've been satisfied. Now, what else can you give to me? It leaves people feeling broken. It leaves people feeling exalted, exhausted, excuse me, and ultimately unfulfilled in relationships, broken relationships. This scenario plays out in our marriages. It plays out in our friendships. Uh, it plays out in our work relationships. Uh, even when I've experienced myself, it plays out even uh, as we have, uh, as some of us are adult children caring for our aging parents. It plays out, there's, there's a need there that's represented. And, and if we're not careful about being intentional about the relationships, maintaining them as healthy relationships, then they become codependent and, and it feels more like a chore rather than something we do out of love. The good news is that relationships don't have to be this way. Anybody believe that? Your relationship doesn't have to stay the same if it is unhealthy. Healthy relationships don't leave people with a constant sense of losing anything. If you've ever been involved in a bad situation and felt like the loser, uh, even if it's happened repeatedly, things can change. I need you to know that this morning, things can change. Now, to be honest with you, I was a little uh, timid in preaching this message today because uh, it walks heavy in our lives. Uh, it's, it's, it's a touchy subject when you delve into relationships Especially because it's, uh, uh, this world is, is made up of relationships. God told us that we must, must first love him, right? And then after we love him, we have to love our neighbors as ourselves. He's intentional about relationships. But if we're honest, is that the one thing that he's called us to love is the one thing that uh, brings us a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, a lot of rejection. Uh, but things can change. You can, you can know the joy and the security and fulfillment of relationships that add to your life instead of gradually subtracting your energy and your uh, enthusiasm. There is joy, there is security, and there is fulfillment that you can get out of a healthy relationship. I want to tell somebody today that your encounters with people around you, they can be refreshing. I know somebody doesn't believe that this morning. Every encounter I have with this certain person, it just drains me. Guess what? Your encounters with other people, they can be refreshing. They can be restorative. They can be empowering and they can be encouraging. And others will feel the same way about you when they come into your, uh, into your presence as well. Uh, but it takes two. Somebody say that with me. It takes two. It takes two. You can't be your own best friend. 
Uh, your imaginary friend won't even help you. Uh, it takes two. Um, the success of any relationship depends on having two people who both give and receive. Two people who give and receive. It requires, check this out, mutual pursuit and joint benefit. Mutual pursuit and joint benefit. This is where loving, again, my neighbor as myself comes into play. How would I want to be treated? How would I want to be treated? Would I, would I want my feelings to be considered or would I just want them to be pushed to the side? Uh, that age old statement, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. If our, it is our, if our pursuit is to ensure that the other is good, then we both benefit. If I'm making sure that Java's good and Java makes sure that I'm good, then we both benefit from that relationship. But if I make sure that I'm good and I give no consideration to Java, but Java makes sure that I'm good, eventually Java will burn out. And Java will feel like the relationship, and actually it is, one-sided because he's putting in all the work. He's not getting any benefit out of it, but I'm the one that's benefiting from it. It takes two. Two people being intentional, putting in that mutual pursuit, and receiving that joint benefit. Two people putting in the work. Two people both benefiting from the work that's been put in. And, and I know this is a sticky uh, topic because all of us, please don't raise your hands. Uh, uh, <laughs> all of us have been in relationships, are in relationships. I look at the lights. Hello, lights. You're bright. Uh, all of us have been in relationships, are in relationships. Uh, I wouldn't be a preacher preaching the gospel if I didn't tell you the truth. Are in relationships where one person is putting in the work and the other person is doing nothing. And maybe they're not doing nothing, but maybe they're not doing what we need them to do. Uh, and after a while, you start to run on empty. But can, can I tell you today that you cannot afford to run on empty? You can't. Just, just so it gets a little loud, lively in here. Can you tell the person next to you, you can't run on empty? Yeah, I don't think they believed you. Tell them one more time. You can't run on empty. Yeah. Show of hands. Has anybody been driving and ran out of gas? Ooh, that's, that's a lot of y'all. Praise God. All right. <laughs> okay. It's a safe place. Don't be ashamed. Uh, the, the, gas, the gas light was on, right? It's not like a surprise. Oh, my God. I can't go anywhere. No, the gas light was on. Uh, you thought you could make it on what was left, right? Uh, you press the accelerator and nothing happened. Uh, same principle applies to our relationships. The warning signs were there. Uh, you knew that the morale was running low in the relationship. And you thought what you had was enough. Only to find out that it, it wasn't. You thought the relationship was going somewhere, but it wasn't. Your relationship was running on empty. Uh, you spent so much time making sure that everyone else, their tank was full, but yours was running on empty. 
An essential part of living an enjoyable and purposeful and successful life is surrounding yourself with people who benefit you as much as you benefit them. Can you do yourself a favor today, tomorrow, next month, next year, and find some people who pour into you as much as you pour into them? Uh, Proverbs 18, 24 says, a man that wants friends, can I talk to myself here for a little bit? A man that wants friends must first what? Show himself friendly. Show yourself friendly. Surround yourself with people who benefit you as much as you benefit them. Uh, remember, uh, for those of you who may have been here, we talked about the five love languages. Some, uh, most of us probably have heard of the five love languages, but both parties have to be intentional and consistent about pouring good things into each other's tank. Intentional and consistent about pouring good things into each other's tank. As one person becomes vulnerable and learns to share vulnerability, remember we talked about that last week, you gotta become vulnerable, intimacy into me, see, I have to expose myself and I have to be daring enough to do it and trust that as I do it, the other person on the receiving end will then reciprocate that back. A healthy relationship, mutually benefiting. Some of us, can I tell you, if you are allowing people to be vulnerable with you and show themselves to you and you just say, oh, that rejection that that you portray, that you give, that you feed by just saying, oh, and not sharing and, and not conversing and not opening up and showing a little bit of yourself, at least it, it, it keeps them from wanting to do it again. Can I get an amen? All right. I just want to make sure I'm talking right. Uh, it, 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 it has to be mutually beneficial. Uh, uh, you hear it all the time. I, I've experienced it with my own sister. I could be watching TV. She will come into the house and uh, I'm, I'm dialed into to Blue Bloods or whatever it is that's on the television. And my sister, just like my mother, they don't care what's going on. And they just come in and they just start talking to you like blah, 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 blah. And it's like, do you see that I'm watching television? Even though it was on DVR and I couldn't push pause. Guess what I had to learn to do? I had to learn to push pause and listen to what they had to say. And as they shared, then I had to show them that I was equally as invested by sharing and responding. And so if you've heard that I don't really get a response from you, I feel like you're not really emotionally in touch with me. Uh, I feel like you're not really, we're not on the same level, on the same page. It's because that somebody is not, is not intentional about showing that same vulnerability that the other person has. Intentional. We got to be intentional. Intentional about relationships. Intentional about relationships. I'll say it two more times just to get on your nerves. We got to be intentional about relationships. Here's the last one. You got to be intentional about relationships. There, it's it's all around us on our jobs, uh, in our families, everywhere we go. There are relationships and we have to be intentional and being intentional about making sure that they are healthy. Healthy relationships. And last week we talked about before the fact that we can in, in, in address our relationships, we've got to do the work in addressing us. Who am I? What am I bringing to the table? 
Am I the person that is is shy? Am I the person that's introverted? If I am, let me work on myself so I can bring something to the table, being intentional, and we can both benefit. Uh, It takes two. No one's tank should reach empty when both parties are pouring. No one's tank should reach empty. No one should feel alone. No one, if you're being intentional, no one should feel alone. No one should feel uncovered. No one should wonder, have I given too much? If I've been intentional and both of us, if the other person has been as equally or more intentional, then I shouldn't wonder, have I put myself out there more than I should have? Uh, The fuel light only comes on when one person gives while the other is only taking. Uh, And at this point, the relationship runs the risk of becoming severely damaged. Uh, One person feels drained while the other doesn't even notice. One person feels alone, tired, and frustrated as if they've, they've gotten the short end of the stick. Am I doing something wrong here? Uh, and, and sometimes the signs of, 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 of a draining relationship are not very obvious at first. Uh, oftentimes these signs are hard to see because they're familiar. Have you ever been in something so long that you don't even recognize it? Yeah. Have, have you ever encountered pain so many times that you don't even feel it, doesn't even hurt like it used to? Uh, you become familiar. Perhaps they're, they're convenient while disguising their true dysfunction. Some of us are living in dysfunction. I got my eyes closed because I don't want nobody to know. I don't even know nobody's business. Let me say that. Some of our, our, our relationships, our lives are disguised in dysfunction. What do we do? We blame other people. <laughs> They're dysfunctional. They got issues. Here's, here's my favorite one. They're crazy. <laughs> no, have you looked at yourself? <laughs> Praise God. Me, myself, and I is all I got in the end is what I found out. I'm going to be my own best friend. Uh, You got to look at yourself. And on a more intense level, these relationships, our relationships may include elements of control and manipulation. Control and manipulation that is so bad that these types of relationships will leave you wondering, are you the crazy one? Yeah, controlling, that manipulates you, uh, make you feel like it was your fault. Let me just tell you, I've been there. And while you're on the inside, you can't see the control. You can't recognize the manipulation. But if you got some real people that can look from the outside in, they can tell you and pinpoint, hey, that looks a little crazy. Uh, it's not you, it's them. They can point out and spell it out to you. I need you to listen to your circle. Listen to the people you trust. When they tell you something ain't right, it smells like onions and you're not cooking onions. Yeah, I need you to listen. Yeah, uh, can, let, me, let me go back to our foundational scripture. Our foundational scripture said in Proverbs 13, 20, who, who walks with the wise grows wise but a companion of fools 
suffers harm. Now, it depends on your circle. Some people may see you and, and say, oh my God, it smells like onions. I don't see any cooking. Maybe there's something in the oven. No, there's nothing in the oven. I need you to tell me the truth. And guess what? As a person who may be in a situation, maybe you're under manipulation and, and, and maybe you're in a controlling situation. I need you to hear the healthy people that are around you that are screaming and if they could get out. Pay attention to the signs. You don't have to stay in this situation. And the thing I hate about control and manipulation that the enemy uses in the lives of, of God's people to, to bring confusion is that, is that after you come out of it, if you've been in it for a long time, it's almost like people who've been under control and manipulation suffer PTSD and, and, and post-traumatic stress syndrome. You know, they don't trust anybody anymore. They don't hear sound advice anymore and they can't hear it because they don't trust anyone anymore. Uh, and there's all sorts, all sorts of, of different outcomes that can come from us being under control and manipulation. Um, and, and you start to wonder, am I, am I the one that's off? Am I the one that's crazy? I need to tell you today that you can be free from the control and from the manipulation. God can open up your eyes to see it. And I know it's painful to know that what you're in is not what you always thought it was gonna be. And maybe it took a turn, but God can turn things around for your relationship. I wanna give you a couple of signs of a relationship that depletes you. Signs of a relationship that depletes you. Number one, it's a constant source of discouragement. Y'all bear with me, I know it's a little higher. A constant source of discouragement instead of speaking life to you, instead of encouraging you, instead of building, building you up. It's a constant source of discouragement. Why would you? You can't. You didn't before. Why would you even try? Number two, you repeatedly convince yourself to stay in it. You convince yourself to, yourself to stay in it. If it's healthy, you don't have to convince yourself of anything. You want to be in it. But if you're convincing yourself to stay in it, it could be possible that it's a relationship that depletes you. Number three, it physically, mentally, or emotionally drains you. Physically, mentally, or emotionally drains you. You have nothing left to give. Number four, it taxes your joy. Your peace, your time, my favorite, your money. Taxes your joy, your peace, your time, and your money. Number five, dulls your vision for your life and for your future. A relationship that drains you, it dulls your vision for your life and your future. God's created you with a purpose to fulfill here in the earth. And you have to be connected with people who are just concerned about you fulfilling your purpose as you are about fulfilling your purpose. It dulls your vision for your life and your future. These are signs of a relationship that may deplete you because that's all number five. Those five are heavy. Let's go to something a little bit lighter. Signs of a relationship that positively fuel you. Uh, number one, 
It won't allow you to become complacent. A relationship that positively fuels you won't allow you to become complacent, stagnant, staying where you are, settling. It'll push you forward. Number two, it provides a safe place for you to be yourself. Yes. Your edges don't have to be laid down. Your lace front doesn't have to be pulled to the front. Huh? You don't have to brush your, your beard if you don't want to. Huh? You don't have to comb it out. It allows you to be yourself. Number three, it holds you accountable to your dreams. A relationship that positively fuels you, I have to say it like that, it holds you accountable to your dreams. No, this is what you dreamed about. This is what you set out to do. This is what you wanted. Are you going to do it? Number four, cheers you along without being jealous of you. Can we preach about it? Huh? Cheers you along without being jealous of you. Yeah. They want it as bad as you do. They want you to succeed as bad as you want to succeed. Matter of fact, sometimes they want you to succeed even more than you want your own self to succeed. Signs of a relationship that positively fuels you. One more thing. I want to talk about synergy. Synergy. Uh, Pastor Moody, he talks about in the book. Let me tell you. uh, Get the book if you can. It's cheap on Amazon. I think it's like $11.99. iBooks, if if you use Apple, uh, you can get the book. I'm only highlighting some of the stuff. There's so much more that I couldn't preach or get to in these couple moments that we have together. Uh, But synergy, he talks about synergy. Synergy means uh, 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 people or groups or things. It's when uh, people, groups, or things come together to produce something greater than any of them could ever produce alone. Synergy is much greater than the combination of their abilities. It is a win-win in every way exponentially. Exponentially. It produces a great outcome together. When we come together, uh, iron sharpens iron. Synergy. Relationships that bring synergy to your life will not only be a win-win for you, they will add exponential value to you. Okay? Uh, Remember we talked about the dream team. Michael Jordan. Great. Charles Barkley. Barkley. uh, You know, he could talk a little bit better than he does, but he's great, right? Magic Johnson. We don't know how he got the cure, but he got it. He's great. Uh, these great basketball players, they came together. They were great on their own, but when they came together, they produced synergy. And this synergy made them greater than they could have ever been by themselves. It multiplies your potential and your impact. So your ability, your plans, your, your natural giftings, your skills, and everything about your life, it, it functions at an optimum level. Listen, I'm great by myself. I, I sound good when I sing by myself. But guess what? Uh, when I join in with other people, when I sing with other people, it's, sky, it, 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 it's greater than what I could ever do on my own. Guess what? This life you're living, you're great. Let me, if nobody ever told you, let me, let me, let me boast about you for a second. Like, you're, you're the bomb diggity. Anybody remember that? You're the bomb diggity. Huh? You're like, uh, and a bag of chips. I forgot what came before that. But all that, all that 
and a bag of chips, huh? Fritos, Cheetos, Lay's, whatever your pleasure is, that's what you are. You are all that and a bag of chips. Listen, God broke the mold when he made you. Somebody receive it today. Uh, God broke the mold when he made you. Uh, he said in his word that you were chosen before the foundation of the earth. He thinks the world of you. But guess what? As good as you are, as great as you are, you can be so much greater by linking up with somebody else. Synergy never happens in isolation. Your greatness, you won't see it, you won't fulfill it by yourself. It only exists in relationships. Can I talk real quick uh, to the person? You've been living life by yourself. You've been hurt. You've been rejected. It's just me, myself, and I. I won't be bothered with nobody else. Listen, that's good, that's fine, and that's dandy. But if you want to go where God has called you to go, if you want to do what you were created to do to the best of your ability and further, you've got to open your heart back up. You've got to trust again. And it's, it's a hard thing. I, it's a very hard thing. It's like, God, you, you want me to trust people, but you want me to trust people who people hurt people. You know, people are disloyal to people. People backstab other people. You want me to what? And he says, love your neighbor as yourself. Can I tell you something that freed me? It's not in the Bible, um, and that's why I can say it. I heard another preacher say it. He said that, uh, that God commanded us to love our neighbors as ourselves, but he didn't command us to trust our neighbors. Huh? That means if, can I, I'll just say it. If they've hurt you, at least 10 times, you're supposed to do what? Forgive. Forgive. Nowhere in the word will you find that God told us to trust. I want to help somebody today because you feel like if I forgive, then I should be able to trust you again. No. If they've proven time and time and time and time and time and time again that if you do X, Y, and Z, that they're going to do A, B, and C, you can't trust them. You can love them. You forgive, can forgive them. But I'll be careful about how far you trust them. But in doing that, there are people who God has assigned to your life that you can trust. And that's who I want to talk to today is those of us who are here today. We've secluded ourselves. We isolated ourselves. You could be an introvert. You could be shy. You could have been hurt. You could have been wounded or rejected, but guess what? There is somebody who you can trust. And that's someone, when you link up with them, that synergy, I don't care if it's marriage, I don't care if it's friendship, I don't care if it's a person you work with to get a project done on your job. Guess what? When you link together, you can trust them. The synergy takes place and you experience optimum results. King Solomon understood this synergy and he wrote about it in Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Verse 9 through 12, it's on the screen, but you can write it down if you want. Visit it later. It says, two are better than one because they have a good return from their work. If one falls down, his friend can do what? Help him up. 
but pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Now, please don't test this if you're single. Uh, I think he was referring to people who were in the woods, perhaps in a blizzard and uh, body heat. All right. No Netflix and chilling. Amen. Uh, if, if, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. Remember, woods. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, check this out, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. One may be overpowered, but two can defend themselves. One can be overpowered, two can defend themselves. Pity the person who falls and has no one to help them up. All that to say, you can't do it alone. You need me. And guess what? As much as I, as, as, as some of us, much as I don't want to admit it, I need people. <laughs> Couldn't even clean that one if I tried. Uh, I need people. Some about men, we don't try to admit it. But we need people. We don't know how, always know how to verbalize it. But I need people. We need people. Um, and when you have synergy, when you link together with the right person, then you're going to see great results. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Journey Community Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by using the hashtag JCCMN.